The guest is Jamie Lisso. He's a regular guest on the number one late night comedy show, Greg Gutfeld on Fox. He is best known, well, I don't know about best known, but he is also known for the Netflix original Real Rob with my friend Rob Schneider, you've heard on this show before. And uh, he is uh, headlining all over the place. He's been on multiple uh, television shows, including Tonight Show, Late Late Show, Last Comic Standing, Gotham Live, etc. And he's got a stand-up gig coming up on August 5th and 6th. That's, I believe, this weekend. Yes, at the Comedy Zone in Greenville, South Carolina. So you can see him there from the lovely town of Greenville. And we'll be taking your calls. He and I will be chatting it up. Uh, we've got a lot to get into today. And... Uh, yeah, he's got a new movie coming up with uh, Don Cleese and Rob Schneider called Daddy Daughter. We want to hear about that. And again, if you have calls, we'll see the call. We'll, I'll see you over on Twitter Spaces and we'll take calls there. Let's get to it. Our laws as it pertains to substances are draconian and bizarre. The psychopaths start this way. He was an alcoholic because of social media and pornography, PTSD, love addiction, fentanyl and heroin. Ridiculous. I'm a, I'm a doctor for sake. Where the hell you think I learned that? I'm just saying, you go to treatment before you kill people. I am a clinician. I observe things about these chemicals. Let's just deal with what's real. We used to get these calls on Loveline all the time. Educate adolescents and to prevent and to treat. If you have trouble, you can't stop and you want to help stop it. I can help. I got a lot to say. I got a lot more to say. Welcome, everybody. We appreciate you being here. Again, we'll be out on Twitter Spaces as well as streaming on multiple platforms. I'll bring my guest in, Jamie Lisso, in just a second. You can follow Jamie. I'll have him give the website. His Instagram is at I am Jamie Lisso, L I S S O W, and also Twitter, Jamie underscore Lisso, and the Jamie is G A M I E. And uh, I was just thinking as we were watching that intro that uh, Caleb had to sit through a whole bunch of footage on my HLM program and, and life changers too, I, I can see in there. But, the, the, but I started thinking, Caleb was very impressed that I'm on that show, The Most Hated Man on the Internet. I sort of oh, yes. came on them in the middle of the second episode. But I'm, I'm wondering, um, you sat through a lot of footage of that show. Uh, oh, did yeah. you come away with any impression of that show? Uh, which one, the HLN show? The, the HLN show, because it went through all these different incarnations. First, I was at right. a desk. Then I was standing in front of that big screen that you'll see at, on uh, on uh, Most Hated Man on the Internet. And then I go to sort of a, a stage, and then we bring an audience in. We had multiple incarnations. Uh, and did you sit through all that? Did you see all those different oh, vi versions of oh, the show? Oh, yeah. I because I remember oh, yeah. the first time that I was actually on the show, it was whenever everybody was in like in boxes, and so you just had satellite in different satellite rooms. boxes, satellite boxes, yep, satellite and then boxes. it changed, and then it changed again to just Doctor Drew. It wasn't even Doctor Drew on call anymore, and you had the full audience. Yeah. And oh yeah, it was yeah. interesting. It was it was I I I, I got what was the your feeling favorite that, version. Oh, I liked the boxes, but that's just me. My selfishly, I loved being in the box and in that that soundproof okay. room and just ready it. to go on camera. Yeah, I, I get I, it. Like and you, you were, I interrupt you. Start to say you got the feeling that I got the feeling that it was literally they didn't care what it was as long as we get Doctor Drew in any format at all to talk. Like what you're doing here, <laughs> they just get your opinions to hear from something you're saying, and we're just going to change the no, format they care. and keep you. <laughs> you know, no, it was they care. They they had an excellent. Remember Bert, excellent producer. Oh, yeah. I'm Bert, sure you oh, talked yeah. to Bert while you're. Oh yeah, here. yeah, Amazing and uh, and we were they 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 were. I mean, if you don't think they care about ratings over there, think again. And so oh, that's no, why, not, what they did also they gave us the not, freedom to experiment with stuff. 
that's what I meant. Not that they didn't care about ratings. It's just yeah. that we're just going to do anything that, you know, to, to get Drew on, on the yeah. screen here. It was yeah, the boxes, pretty much the, the same boxes, show across I, it. Yeah, I think the boxes, because I kept saying, I kept saying, you know, I'm strongest when I'm looking at the camera, and so are my guests. And so we kind of invented the box thing, and then yeah. CNN stole it. So yeah. Anderson Cooper started doing it because that the the box lineup we would we would have. If you remember, we'd have six boxes. Oh, I we'd remember. Have six of oh, them yeah. up there. Yeah, and I'd have to manage all that. And then then they we got kicked out of that studio for some construction or something, and so we were stuck with the boxes. And then we got in with the audience and seven people. Like the, the audience thing was good if we had kept doing that. That would have that would have been a thing because we yeah. could really talk to a lot of regular people who were in the audience. It really had a nice flow to it, but too yeah, expensive but and blah blah blah. So if anyone has then they fired seen everybody it. to HLN. Then they oh, oh I, go ahead I finish saw your that. plug. Oh, no, here. If anyone hasn't seen it, you got to go watch the most hated man on the internet on Netflix. I started watching it few nights ago and I didn't even realize that you were in it and you were a big part of the mm. whole story. So I text you, I'm like, mm. you're in episode one without even realizing that you're almost <laughs> like episode one two. of the, no, you were in episode one also. That's where I first saw you. Oh, I didn't see, I didn't see that. Oh, that I didn't one. see that. I really didn't look I, at it. I just, I, I missed that. Episode yeah. two though was your bigger feature. That was where it's like, they right. really brought up this guy and he was on stage with you. And then you brought the mom from the story on screen to just berate him in front of the whole world. And I thought justice Drew is part of this justice. So, <laughs> it was amazing. So, so can I, can I talk about our, our attempt at a relationship with Charlotte laws? Is that, or is oh, that yeah. turn yeah. those cards over? Yeah. So Caleb is actively pursuing Charlotte laws, who was the mom and the journalist that, went after this guy and eventually got him put away with still no remorse, however. Uh, I thought it was interesting that when he was in a halfway house, he had to get some coaching on reintegrating with the world. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but in any event, we are reaching out to Charlotte Laws. Please let her know if you see her on Twitter or anywhere else that uh, we are interested in interviewing her and sort of getting an update. Uh, we'll bring her onto this program as soon as whenever, whatever is convenient for her. But uh, another... Um, host talk show host that was featured on the first episode of the most hated man in america was the great greg gutfeld back when he was on red eye which i used to do all the time and uh when he i used and then they invented the saturday night show which was the four mm, i guess two or three people on a couch and then cat and tyrus across from greg at a desk and i kept going in there going Joan, this is a five night a week show. You, you, it, it's getting ridiculous ratings on Saturday night. You should put it on five nights a week. And that's exactly what they did. And along the way, they discovered people, including my next guest, Jamie Lisso, regular on that show. I knew him from Rob Schneider. And uh, let's bring Jamie up here. I'm going to tell a story real quick. I think I've mentioned to him more than once. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Drew. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. You're in New York waiting to... Uh, do the Gutfeld show. Yes. I am. And I also loved you on the most hated man on the internet. I, I clicked on it just to make sure it wasn't me. And I enjoyed the program. <laughs> so, so, uh, I, I think the first time you were on Gutfeld, I called our mutual friend, Rob Schneider. And I said, Rob, first of all, I didn't know that guy's name was actually Jamie. You called him Jamie on Real Rob, and I thought that was just the character name. And he goes, yeah, he's sitting right next to me. And I didn't yeah. know where you guys were going, but what, where were That's you guys I, off to? Dude, I think we were in the middle of Colorado, but imagine how surreal that is. I don't know if I, I'm sure I've told you this, but I've been a Dr. Drew fan for forever. Love line, everything. And I'm driving Rob That's Schneider crazy. in this car. 
And Dr. Drew calls and says, have you seen this guy? You know, have you seen Jamie on Gutfeld? He's hilarious. And I go, oh, my God, I get to hear. It, it was such a cool, you know, you never know if someone's being serious to your face or not. But you didn't even know I was there. So I was like, this is a real compliment. Yeah, I, I meant I'm, I'm. I try to be. Hang on, I've got a technical problem right now. My link to the. I'm sorry, Twitter Spaces. My link is screwed up here. So let me figure out why. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Jamie. Right in the middle of. Here's where your compliment goes off. Okay. Well, maybe here's where your compliment goes off the rail. Is I have to do something. Yeah. Maybe. Something can you be funny? Be funny. I can tell you a really short story about how I got on the real Rob Netflix show. It's so wild. So Rob Schneider <laughs> wrote produced, directed this television show. And I was one of the writers. So I was at his house and I was writing the show. I was not in it. I was just a writer. So we were about to film. We we're going to be filming like the next Monday. And the guy that was supposed to play Rob's assistant, this person was in every episode, big role. He bailed on us. He calls up. We, we, he got a movie. We lose this actor to this movie. And Rob and his wife are sitting at the table. And I swear, Rob's like, oh, my God, who are we going to get to play my assistant? As he's saying it, I'm serving him tea. I'm literally bringing him tea. And he looks up and he goes, dude, why don't you read for this part? And I go, read for the book. Okay. And I sit down at his kitchen table. I read a couple scenes. And he goes, change the guy's name to Jamie. You're in the show. I was like, okay. Amazing. Uh, what, Rob has There's got good lot. instincts. You know, he really... Wait, I, did you I, fix your I fixed uh, my problem. technical I'm, I'm problem? I'm so sorry at uh, Twitter Spaces. That was my mistake. What'd you I, do? The 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 adapter and the everything going in was all over the place. Oh, okay. It was like it reminded me of the the uh, the this the the scarecrow when the witch pulled all the straw out of him. That's what I felt <laughs> like I was trying to put the scarecrow <laughs> back together. So, oh so so everything was all over the fucking place. Oh my god! So I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> So, right. so again, now we're going to have to take questions from well, somebody. I, I over will. There. I promise. I'll get to you guys. I promise. But, but um, I, there's another comical story. I think I told you because <laughs> I told Rob, Rob is Rob has really one of the best senses of humor as anybody I know, and he likes nothing more than self-deprecating humor. Right? He 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 loves giving him his own. I mean, he's got he he can be serious at times, but he likes it when he's he's shit has slung his way. And uh, we're watching the first show. And I and I, Susan and I are sitting there. I go, Susan, they. I let's remember. Get, let's get to the end. Let's get. To, I got to see who the casting director is because they overcasted the wife. I, no one's going to buy this. And I, <laughs> and I get to the end, and I, who's the casting director? Patricia Patricia Schneider is the casting director. His wife casted that woman as his wife for the show. And, and I'm like, who, what's what's that woman's name? I'm like, oh shit, it's his wife. It's his actual oh wife. So, That's amazing. So I told both of them. I told both of them a story. I'm like, no, no one would buy this. Way overcasted. Come on, guys, stop it. <laughs> and uh, and they both let in in this to their their benefit. You know, to, to hats off to them. They both laughed their asses off at that. And but nobody harder than 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 Rob. Rob actually considered it a compliment. I think. Yes. So yeah, right. And so there you go. That was my other real Rob story. And. I really, really liked that show. I thought it was very well done. The music was exceptional. I don't know who made those music selections, but it was amazing. You were amazing. He was funny. I mean, it was just, it was well written. I, I, I don't think I missed an episode in real time, you know, as they were coming out. It's very surreal for me. Thank you. That, oh, that was the best job I ever had. And I, it was just very surreal because I got the role last minute. So I didn't even have a chance to be nervous. And then I remember we're like mm -hmm. writing this one scene 
And it's, I think it's season two, episode four, I believe. It's called VIP Treatment. And we're trying to think of an ending. And I was like, oh, it was about how Rob gets special treatment because he's famous. Like, it was it was yeah. five minutes to 5 p.m. once. And we went to the DMV and left like with a license and it closed. At five. I was like, this is crazy. And I go, wouldn't it be funny if like at the end of this episode, someone more famous than you like gets to go in front of you in a line? I go, what about like David Spade? Oh, or and then Rob <laughs> just calls David Spade. And then two months yeah, later, we're filming with David Spade. And I was like, it's, it of was course. so surreal. I was like, I should have gone yeah, bigger. You, you don't realize. Yeah, I, I've gotten to know all those guys over the years. And uh, they're they're friend, not just friends. They're good friends. I mean, he he yeah. could have, you know. I'm sure what was in his head was, God, I wonder if I get Sandler to do it. He's probably too busy. You know what I mean? I'm sure that was where he was thinking. And yeah. and had he not been as busy as he always is, I'm sure he would have done it. You know, they, these guys yeah, do yeah, stuff yeah. for each other all the time. Yep, Sandler yeah. does show up a short part in uh, season two. He has a little little thing. It was, it was great. Yeah, all the Norm McDonald. One of the last things Norm did was, uh, you know, was real Rob. It was amazing. Did, did you get to know him? A little bit. He, uh, mm. ah, it was similar to the you calling Rob story. I called Rob's trailer once and he goes, I'm here with Norm McDonald. I was like, oh my God, I love Norm McDonald. And Norm and him were watching real Rob and Norm said some really <laughs> nice stuff. Isn't that great. funny? I didn't know him it, like it that is, well. It is kind of. It is kind of a weird small world. I I knew him from a couple of sources. He used to come on my radio show way back, and and he um, toured with uh, Fred Stoller, who's a friend of ours. And he Fred would open for him for a long time. And when they'd come locally here, I'd go see them and sit in the green room with him. And you know, he's he's never. Oh, also, I remember. I just I'm having flashbacks. I played on a baseball team with him once. Where he and I were warming the bench pretty good at the end of the game, and uh, he just sat there making fun of everybody. And and he's never he was never not Norm. He was just that is just that is Norm. That's who he is. And uh, you know I, I I still wonder what happened. I have great. It's all very odd. This idea of the chronic lymphocytic leukemia doesn't doesn't work for me. I mean, I'm sure he, if they say he had that, I, I have no reason to doubt it, but that doesn't usually take people all of a sudden like that. There's something mm -hmm. very strange going on there, but whatever. I mean, I, unfortunately I have a medical mind and I start thinking about stuff. So, uh, tell me about Greenville, South Carolina. Oh yeah. So this weekend I'll be performing at mm -hmm. the comedy zone in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, ever since I've been on Gutfeld, it's been absolute, madness i've been doing stand-up comedy for 25 years like i did the tonight show in 2001 that's how long i've been doing this mm. and only recently mm. has uh has it started to get a little bit crazy and it's it's pretty much all due to this big audience that gutfeld has you know and uh you know i, I was rob schneider's opener for many many years as you might know and like uh, i do feel weird though dr drew that like i you know i'm on rob's show and i talk about him a lot and like i just don't want people to think all i do is right off the success of Rob Schneider. And um, like, it's a lot of what I do, but I have other stuff that I do totally on my own. And if you guys want to know about that stuff, totally separate, you can check out my website. It's robschneidersfriend.com. And then, you and then it. you have a, uh, <laughs> and then you have a, uh, a movie coming out with Rob Schneider, I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about that. You know, that, 
Um, you know the phrase, you shouldn't meet your heroes? You know how people say you shouldn't meet your heroes? Uh, I John feel Cleese. like it should be you shouldn't meet your heroes unless it's John Cleese or Rob Schneider. Mm. The, Cleese mm. was my hero. And um, it was one of those things, you know how you have differences of opinion as far as comedy or music with your parents? I had like a differing opinion mm. with my dad as to what was funny and what, whatever. And I remember Monty Python was the first time I go, oh, we're, we're both laughing at that. Like it was like a real agreement. And I got to have dinner with John Cleese and tell him that story. And he uh, pretended he was, he cared about it. Like, I think he liked hearing it. And then, um, yeah, I got to do, I got to do a couple scenes with John Cleese and he's just, he's everything you would ever want him to be. If you go, Oh, I want to, I want to, when I meet John Cleese, I want him to be like this. That's what he's like. He's just a sweetheart Has a hilarious story about that movie. Yeah, he, he there there is a yeah, did you see the Monty Python documentary that's out there? I think it's on I think it's on uh, like Amazon Prime. And and they sort of paint him to be what's that was that you Caleb? No. Uh they sort of paint him to be kind of the reason that the the whole thing fell apart. And oh. uh and yeah, and it was sort of weird because he he's he's my pick in the in the group too. I just thought he was just beyond brilliant and has continued to be beyond brilliant in everything he's done. Right. And, and so I, I don't know quite, I'm glad to hear that whatever that was, was maybe really cause things were not going well. You know, one of the guys got severely drug addicted. I forget which one that was. And uh, there, there's a lot of shit going on. It was during the, the life of Brian, I think, or, or, or uh, what's the one they made a musical out of spam a lot. Uh, it was that one, whatever. Is that life of Brian? That is the other one. Uh, Holy grail. Holy Grail, yeah, Monty Python, the Holy Grail, yeah. I, I, that's that's an interesting story. And so you were with John Cleese. Thank, thank God, he's still up and and active. He's an older. He's like a lot older now, right? Like eighty five or something. Yeah, he's got to be eighties. But I mean, he is sharp. Knew his lines. Yeah. Knew. I mean, he was he was sharp. he was a ten out of ten for comedy. Oh my God, good for him. So, um, you live in Alaska. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right. So the reason I asked it in that manner is it it feels like to me, I've been up there only once, but it felt like everybody I met there had a story. Like there was a reason they were living in Alaska or, they, or there was a reason that their parents ran away to Alaska and that's why they were in Alaska. So what's your story? So my story is, I went up there to do a comedy show 20 years ago and it was in Fairbanks, Alaska and there's no comedy clubs. There's no theaters. They just have, there'd be like a bar with a stage and I meet, you know, I meet the owner of the bar and he's like, you, you know, like super like intimidating Alaskan guy or whatever. And um, so this waitress is like, could I get you a drink or something? And I'm kind of nervous because it's like a pretty rowdy crowd. And I see this way. I, there's something about this waitress. Okay. What's your, and what's I, your wife's story? Why, why is your wife in Alaska? Why, why was she there? <laughs> okay. So she's there because the, the owner of that bar who was her dad, he got hired. Ah. He's a musician. And a long time ago, okay. they were trying to get anybody to come to Alaska and they gave them this awesome gig at this hotel in Fairbanks wow. for like an extended period of time. And he thought this would be good for the family. And then he, uh, he ended up, uh, yeah, you know, uh, fell in love with it, moved there. And then I followed my wife there and then we got divorced. So now my kids mm. are there and I just, mm. I try to make it work. You know, I travel a lot, but great place to raise kids. Small town. Is it? 
It's nice. Yeah. <clears throat> Fairbanks still? Yeah, and I mean, it might sound like I'm talking myself into this because I probably am, but it is really is just like a small town, like small small classes, tough kids too. You go out for recess in the winter, it's 20 below zero or warmer, the kids go outside. So you got like some tough wow. kids that are independent and self-sufficient. It, it seems that to me, the other thing that struck me up there is that mammals, all the mammals get huge and the fish. The mammals and the fish are just like land of the giants. Yeah. And I'm guessing the humans too. Yeah. That happened to me at first. Uh, yeah. There's some, <laughs> there's some big news there. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of beards. Yeah. A lot of things go. A lot of like, no one's watching. We're wearing winter clothes all the time anyway. A lot of that type of thing. The, the, the other thing that people don't. <laughs> what's true. How come you don't have a beard? He's on Gutfeld. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the the other thing that people don't know about Alaska is everyone has these has a plane. At least in uh, Anchorage, they they all have these the little planes around lakes with essentially like an, mm-hmm. an, a tool shed next to it, and the and all the planes either have the pontoons or the big tires where they can land anywhere. And there's thousands of them all over the place, right? Yes, that is correct. There are float planes everywhere. Uh, and it's funny when you, I remember I was flying out, I, I got hired to do a bunch of, we're going to do a tour of these little cities in Alaska. And so we got on this plane and it was going to Anchorage. We're going to start in Anchorage and it's about an hour flight from Fairbanks and we get up in the air and we just immediately are landing. And I go, what, what are we doing? Like, there's Uh-oh. no way we're, we're there. and we were delivering mail to a oh. village. They just <laughs> fantastic. Delivered oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a wild, wild place. It's- and and the other thing is the the distances you don't realize are so so massive. Like you said, Fairbanks to Anchorage, it's not uh, Houston to Dallas, it, or, or even you know uh, uh, New York to South Carolina. It is an, a good hour flight, and it, it's and then and those are what well, those are closer cities, right? Those are too closer type. I mean, if you're in Juneau or yeah. right, it gets worse. Yeah. It gets where yeah, Fairbanks, we're in the middle of the state. And it's, I think, you know, when you hear about Alaska, you go like, I live where it's, um, it's where 24 hours of darkness, you know, and freezing yeah, cold. Right. And, and, you know, like right. darkness, it'll get you depressed. I'm sure there's some, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's oh, some, yeah. some legitimate, um, like research on that, but it gets depressing. And I, oh, yeah. you know, I, I call, I call buddies for like to make me feel better. I go, dude, I'm so depressed. And my friends will go, isn't Alaska beautiful? And I'm like, I don't know. It's can't see anything. <laughs> Um, it might right, be. right. How could you appreciate it? That's so right. funny. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to go calls in just a minute. Uh, you know, Gutfeld gives you a lot of shit about being divorced. Does your wife, your ex-wife, uh, figure kindly uh, on that? She's the best, Dr. Drew, and I mean that sincerely. I did a show in Fairbanks, Alaska Good. last week, and her parents catered it, and she ran the uh, beverage bar at my show. And uh, we, it, it's a great situation. We, we're pretty good co-parents great. and great sense of humor. Yeah, it's all great. great. How old are your kids now? I have a 13-year-old boy, an 11-year-old girl, and a 7-year-old boy. Oh, wow. So uh, 11 yeah. years, you come back to the mainland or no? I think so. I think so. I'm counting. I think I'm so, maybe. We're, yeah, I like it, but it's hard, man. I'm we're... Yeah, I'm doing New York yeah. to Alaska probably once every 10 days. I'm going all the way there 
and all the way back. And I'm, oh. you know, I'm like a golden moose on Alaska Airlines or whatever it's called. But it's still, it is a long. <laughs> You're a golden moose. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, we level. have to also mention. Please, he's going to be platinum soon. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we have to mention something that happened this week that yeah. was sort of. We I, we just tried to upload on Rumble during the for the show today, but it it wasn't working. I don't Rumble's know why. Not working. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So I I think I Caleb it. stopped the stream over there. But anyways, he fixed it. He fixed it. Oh, he it's back. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm but only a, getting a new an link, ad though. for Big Belly Fat. Oh, it's a new link. Okay. Anyways, if we're back on Rumble, uh, it's just kind of a weird feeling because we also were censored on. We got a strike on YouTube this week for Dr. Kelly Victory. And I wanted to, Drew, did you know about this? Yeah. Oh, okay. And the Caleb bailed us out. Yeah, and somehow Caleb magically got us reinstated. I want to know how he did it. I'm. I'm. What's your technique? Hey, by the way, when I go on the video at Rumble, it says the video is restricted and private. So yeah, you have to yeah. go to a. It's a new link, Drew. So the old one, for some reason, it wasn't connecting. So I had to make a new okay, Rumble okay. event. So go ahead and tell the story. There it is. So yeah, well, we were we were like, okay, here it is. No more, no more YouTube for Dr. Val Kelly, and it was really a high-rated show because she said some explosive stuff. But um, I was just curious how Caleb was able to get us back. I was, I mean, so the, I don't know if the you truth? want to tell the, all your secrets, I, but <laughs> yeah. But the, so the truth is, is for one thing, I'm shocked. I don't know. This is a new thing for YouTube to actually make sense and to listen. But I, yeah. I wrote back to them nicely and they're very short form. And I explained by these are two board certified medical doctors that are debating medical topics. And the second point that I made was that by deleting this video, you are convincing millions of people that you are hiding something and they're just going to seek this out mm -hmm. on other platforms. Let the two doctors debate, let them, let them butt heads and debate these topics. Mm -hmm. These are the professionals and I'm not a professional and the Ooh. moderators are not professionals on these topics. And they restored it within what, four to six hours, which I've, yeah. I've never seen yeah, that happen I, before. I didn't even have time to go out on social media and crap right. on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. They already literally were, it was, I was like, God, I'm so glad I didn't promote that. But, um, George, um, Caleb, um, it's still not on, on rumble. Yeah. So. I'm having, I couldn't get it on rumble. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have to go on rumble, but if you, if you, it'll be well, tell, the, tell people what, why you brought up Rumble at all. So but you ahead. can upload it there later. So on what are you going right? to do at Rumble next week or the week after or next week? Next week. So we're going to have a Kelly Victory Day every Wednesday. She's going to come on the show and we're going to interview all the people in uh, America who have ever been kicked off platforms for being uh yeah, so I'm going to interview people that have great misinformers well, that or whatever. Are, they're serious physicians with incredible pedigrees who've been kicked off. I want to hear what they have to say or if they, they changed their opinion or I don't know where they stand now because they're not allowed to talk anywhere. And I'm going to have Kelly Victory be with me because she can be there. She's more on their sort of in their camp. She's sort of more more aligned with what they're saying. Yeah. And uh, we'll have at it a little bit over on Rumble because the only place you can do that. So we'll do it there. That'll be Wednesday. We think we're starting next Wednesday if, if our guest doesn't squirm out of it again. So Wednesday, we'll 3 o'clock Pacific. The first guest, may I announce? Not yet, because I'm... We're, he's, he's, Let's just say it's all people... He always people, says yes, and then he, he's hard to find. It's so. all people who have been canceled on YouTube or Twitter, and some of whom have successfully sued these platforms. Yeah. Think about those those folks. And, I, and if we can keep it on YouTube, and they don't keep... You know, their bots don't keep censoring our stuff... 
and they don't give us another strike or whatever, we'll we'll keep it there. But if we may, we were going to use it on Rumble, but today we can't even get on Rumble. I still don't see it on Rumble, though. Uh, let me Sorry. respond to something on Restream. Uh, your daddy says hi. Uh, first of all, uh, I love hot sauce, and secondly, yes, Charlotte Laws was a was a pit bull. She was a she yes. was a mom and a journalist, and did what she needed to do. And she really, we we thought she was probably a, an attorney, but she was not, and she just really she's a journalist did a good job. You know, you would think she, she fought was for what was right. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. What she an amazing Very intellectual story. about it. Yeah, I don't. Are you trying to get it back on Rumble, Caleb? Because I'm not. It actually it. is on Rumble. I'm gonna text you guys the link because it's it's on there, but it's a different one now. Okay. It says it's restricted and, uh, and private. And, and Jason, do me a favor. That write might have been the first. Jason one. on Restream, write down what she said that was categorically wrong that we know to be wrong, because a lot of stuff she was saying was I'm worried is wrong, but I don't. We don't know for sure that that stuff is wrong yet. So what's and, and that? That's what some of the things what? that Kelly was saying that I oh, was. Oh, Kelly. Well, listen, she's got a lot of things that are against, you know, what the mainstream most mainstream people believe or who have what we've learned. But, you know, we're giving her the right to have her opinion based on her own. Well, you got, I've known practice. you got to remember, she is the, the wife of my best friend from uh, medical school. Uh, and, uh, we, you know, I know she's a quality physician. We, you know, found each other years later. Yeah. She's had lawsuits against her in social media, but never had a lawsuit against her as a, as a practicing doctor. So, right. you know, it's this, uh, ability fact, to just fact, try to take people down because you don't believe we, in what uh, they say. Uh, roughly 35 years ago. She sat in our house. My friend came to visit me and said, "Look at my this is my new girlfriend," you know, and had a huge cat allergy attack and had to leave. <laughs> and we didn't realize it was the same person. Years we later. would have been best friends if she hadn't almost died of cat asphyxiation. Hey, Caleb, can you email me that link because I, I I can't get it over to my computer, which is. But right. anyways, if you're if you're over on Rumble and you can see us, hey, we can't see you. Um, but it does sort of remind me how it feels to not be able to be in touch with your audience. And if this week we weren't really going to have a show anyways because we we're going to travel, but we decided to do this last minute because Jamie called us and wanted to be on the show. Yeah. And I changed my um, flight and we're leaving a little later. So, you know, we get the opportunity to tell everybody that if we are canceled on any of these platforms, you can find us at drdrew.tv on these other platforms. Hopefully Rumble will be you know, accessible and um, also Facebook and Twitter and. But I, I would, I don't, and live you know, I don't welcome, Twitter you know, spaces. I'm not going to, I am not way outside of the mainstream in my opinion. I am not, but I am, I seem to get in trouble because I'm willing to listen to outside of the mainstream opinions. Cause yeah. I, for me to, to sit and talk to people that agree with me across the board, why should I do that? I'll just give you that information. Right. And my talking to them doesn't expand my knowledge base. So I need to talk to people who have outside that, you know, other opinions. I want to hear that I can every point in. of view. And if people. And not only the Chinese propaganda. I want to hear what, <laughs> what people who have studied this for the last two years have to say, you know, and how, you know, how they feel about it and the research that they've done on it. Okay, well, there's that. So we're back with Jamie again now that we've we've had our little uh, little diatribe about what's going on in our life. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, we had the rug pulled out from under us. It was it's kind of painful, you know, when you know you can't go out on your platform. It's kind of weird. But on the other hand, we have new platforms, so just make sure you go elsewhere if we have any problems with this show. 
Um, okay, so hang on. Jason, again, is very kindly responding to what I just asked of him, and he's going to go look at it and make a response. I'm wondering, can you put the... If it, I, hope, I don't want to take a lot of your time, Jason, but if you could just put some notes down uh, and send it to contact at drdrew.com. Susan, if you'll look for that sort of feedback on some concerns about Kelly's, and I'd be happy to address it. I'll, I'll bring it up here, I'll bring it up with her, I'll bring it up wherever. Um, but that's that's discourse. I mean, I, I, just, I just tweeted uh, my interview with Peter Hotez, Peter Hotez is on the complete opposite end of the spectrum from Kelly Kelly Victory. I don't agree with Peter Hotez either. I realize that he's, because he's a pediatrician, he has some very bad ideas about adult medicine because he's never done adult medicine. And so, but but I admire him and I like, you know, I like talking to him. So anyway, Jamie, I'm sorry, we, we, we digress. Um, we were talking about Alaska. We were talking about your marriage, talking about your yeah. kids. And do you think your kids are going to want to live in Alaska? And if they do, would that mean you got to stay there longer? <laughs> Oh man, I I think they might want to stay there. I mean, they're my son's thirteen, but he's he's one. He's like you know my friends are here, and so mm -hmm. I might be going to Fairbanks, Alaska for the rest of my whole life. I just keep it compartmentalized mm -hmm. in my mind because it's so insane, and I just act like it's okay, but it's really difficult. And where 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 did you grow up? I grew up in Rochester, New York, upstate New York. So at least you got cold, got used to snow and cold. That's good. <laughs> Right. Yeah. 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 And I don't mind the coal. It's more the, I wish I could, if somebody, if a kid needs me for, I wish I could get home if I needed to. And sometimes when I do a show on the East coast and I have four days off in between, I can't go home because I would get home right. for 24 hours and leave. So that that's the most right. difficult thing for me. But, you and know, it's, and then, that's another piece of of the travel part that people don't appreciate they, that Alaska is as far West as Hawaii, essentially, at least the, like Juno is. And so you're, you're literally going, what is it nine hours to get home? Oh yeah. It's a, and not only that doctor, it's as far West as Hawaii, but you don't get to go to Hawaii. No, I know you do not. <laughs> you get, you get something quite, quite different. In fact, Quite yeah, different. It's yeah. It's probably fifteen hours a lot of times with the um. It's six to Seattle, two hour layover, oh. three and a half Fairbanks. Oh, oh, Sorry. So, uh, okay. I'm still looking at the restaurant. Uh, <laughs> most guys. It says most guys in Alaska will pick up a second gig with a snowplow or a tow truck driver, not a comedian. Yeah, well, that's pretty much true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. So oh, and I went let's to do uh, this. Yeah, I was gonna say when I Go went ahead. to um thanks, they just they got uh Uber for the first time. Well, I lived there like three years ago. They go, Oh, we got Uber. And I was like, Oh, this is amazing. I've been using this all over the country. I was very excited. I was telling people about it. I called Uber to go to the airport, and this guy Matt picked me up. And then I called Uber when I got back from the airport, and the same guy picked me up. One guy was doing Uber for like two of weeks. It's like a small time kind of thing. It was amazing. I just got his number. And then the paper, the local paper interviewed him. Yeah, I was in, I, I spoke at University of Alaska, which was an interesting experience. Uh, it was like fall and it was fucking freezing. And mm -hmm. and a, mo a moose walked right down the middle of the street. It was a moose oh, in the yeah? street. And uh, that's just it. <laughs> sort of that, that's, uh, that's, uh, None of, did I say Fairbanks? I meant Anchorage, Anchorage at University of Alaska. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, let's do this. Take a little break, uh, and we will then come back with your calls. Jamie Lissa with us. I think we have found the holy grail of skincare. Genucel has absolutely changed, certainly my skincare regimen. 
I like that vitamin C serum, the under eye creams, skin nourishing primer. Susan loves the eyelash enhancers, uses it on her eyebrows as well. Genucel has everything to make us both feel and look amazing. Best part, the quality of the products. Using pure ingredients like antioxidants, copper peptides, and a proprietary calendula flower base, Genucel knows how to formulate products to perfection without irritation. For Susan Sheets, that annoying dry area under nose during allergy season, like right here, she's tried everything, but no matter what, the skin is flaky and dry. Nothing seemed to help until she started using Genucel's Silky Smooth XV Moisturizer. Soaked right into the skin. She was hooked after one use and now loves all of their products as well. I am a snob when it comes to using products on my face. The dermatologist makes a ton of money from me. But when I was introduced to Genucel, I was so happy because... It's so affordable and it works great. I was introduced to the Ultra Retinol Cream, which I love at night. All the eye creams are amazing. People notice my skin all the time and I'm so excited because it's actually working. Right now, you can try Genucel's most popular collection of products and see what I'm talking about for yourself. Go to genucel.com and enter code DREW for 10% off. That is G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com and the code is D-R-E-W. Yes, thank you to our friends at Genucel. I'm using that eye cream religiously. I look like an idiot in that ad. So, um, no, yeah, I'm too much. It's your real feelings about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that you seem genuine. No, I I was looking for my uh, whitening under eye cream today, mm -hmm. and I couldn't find it. But I think it's packed in my luggage to go to Austin, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I hope it's in there. I hope it's in there. I hope it's in there. So, yeah, we're going to uh, visit our. our That's friends, like my favorite stuff. Our friends at your mom's house will be in Austin tonight. So let's bring Jamie Lisso back. Um, before we go to calls, Jamie, anything? Did I miss anything about what's coming up for you, or what you wanted to talk about? Or okay, no, nothing? that was absolutely that was absolutely perfect. That's amazing. Can I, I ask? Well, I'm not one? done with you. You're gonna you're gonna take the calls with me, but yes, you can ask one question, can but I just ask one question. I hope it doesn't open too much can of worms. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I I have a, a bit of a history with addiction, um, mainly drinking. I, I quit drinking for a long time, and then I. Uh, I uh, started again when I got divorced because you can't date girls without drinking. And then it quickly became out of control. And then I quit again. I'm just hitting another year of being sober again. Congratulations. Yeah. Michael, thank you very much. And just kind of a quick question, if you don't mind. Have you heard of a Kratom? And I wondered if you had a quick thought on safety or if that's uh, people recommended that to me as like a thing. Hey, if you want to try a little something, it's not this, you know, it's not as serious as like drinking or this, but curious <laughs> it's uh a weak opiate okay? okay it's like taking a little bit of vicodin a very small dose but a little bit does that sound okay. good for somebody with alcoholism probably not okay probably not. thank you doctor. probably not yeah it's being used a lot and people People kind of, because it is a very small dose, people like it, right? If you have that that brain, you like it. And yeah. then they keep going with it because they like it, of course. And they can mm -hmm. because it's weak, it, they can kind of control it for a while. And then all of a sudden, they're wondering why they're drinking again or why they're doing their cocaine again or whatever it is. It's it's this drug. It triggers it triggers the whole thing. And um, yeah. are you in the program or are you just not drinking? I'm just not drinking. I I, tr I tried going to a couple of meetings. It wasn't exactly my thing. A lot of friends in it, but I yeah. I just uh, 
I, I just don't. Well, you're you're doing you're you're doing fine with, without it. Which I mean, how much better can you do than fine? And, and right. but that's that. This is the reason for the program because this is one of the reasons is because you know you could ask around the rooms, go, hey, you guys ever heard of this kratom stuff? And they'd be like, blah. <laughs> sit down, Jamie. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> But you can ask me anytime too, so feel free to do that. Uh, that that's your that's that brain you have that's talking to us. It's the same one that makes you as creative and as successful as you are. This is why don't you shouldn't feel bad ever that you have this thing, because it, it comes with a lot of really good stuff. It just has this one liability that you have to manage. That's all. And uh, so you know, I'll tell you my whole theory about the evolution of alcoholism someday. And why it's a, a more evolved state. A lot of good stuff that comes with it. Cool. Thank you. I don't, I don't know if your wife would agree with me, but okay. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, let's get some calls going here. This is uh, Balanced Life. Let's see what they want to ask here. Balanced Life. Your mic is muted. There Hello. You hey there. Hey, Drew. How's it going? Good. Excellent. Listen, I just wanted to touch base with you and let you know, you um, in December, I'm sorry, in January of this year, did a, um, a video on that app. Oh, my God. What is the name where you connect with us? I make a request and cameo cameo. Thank you so much. I totally forgot. You did a you did a video for my mom, Ruth, who had a stroke and you took an, an exorbitant amount of time explaining what she was expecting and i wanted to just thank you so so much when she was going through she did well good she's back like 98 percent when she got through the amazing when she when she would have her difficult days and she worked her butt off and when she had her difficult days she um she absolutely i'd, I'd let her watch your video and man drew honestly you you helped save my mom and she's done so well she's got like a little bit of um when she starts off her speaking uh i wasn't expecting to actually be connected so thank you so much sure, by the way i'm a little course. yeah sure. so oh, that's so um sweet. so when you um when she starts off her speech patterning like to just responses it's like it takes an extra second other than that she's got no more right side neglect amazing no more aphasia Amazing. She totally nailed it. And you explained the process from start to finish and spent so much time doing so in that video to her. And it meant so much to all of us. So well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Very kind truly. Of thank you from oh, all of us. I, listen, my friend, it's absolutely my pleasure. I mean, there was, it, it's, well, it's interesting. Uh, and thank you. I'm putting you back in, in the audience there. It's, you're, you're, you're embarrassing me. And because it really was nothing, but I've I, heard but, you doing them, and you spend a lot of time. But but I but I, I have to stuff. tell you something that I you know there is a podcast up right now that um, Sam Harris is talking to a guy who was a French horn player, and he became a psych, social psychologist, and he was talking about the evolution of really intellect and work across your lifespan. And he said, you know, until you, you peak in your late 30s in terms of your professional skills and your ability to work, you know, extremely long hours. And I'm like, yep, that's right. That's what happened to me. And then he said, you get something called consolidated wisdom where you take consolidated intellect, where you take all of the experience and sort of chunk it into wisdom and insight. And you tend to shift from the actual getting your hands dirty part of that kind of work to 
wanting to teach it or to sort of supervise it, that kind of thing. And I thought, oh my God, that really happened to me because I feel right now like I had this amazing experience clinically for decades where I was doing psychiatry and medicine, same time in environments that one doctor just doesn't get to see anymore. It just doesn't happen. And I just want to, I want to unload all that as much as I can. So the fact that uh, our caller's mom was the beneficiary of that, it literally is nothing to me. It literally is no problem. It's what I want to do. I want to unload these experiences. And you, you too asking me about Kratom and stuff, I'm, I'm delighted to just put it out there as much as I can. And to the extent to which, you know, my medical instincts have been uh, trashed out there, it, it's hard to just want to do good and have to have people shit on you all the time. But, you know, that's the way it goes. Yes, Jamie? Yeah, man. And I think it's interesting, too, how to you, to you it is kind of an enjoyable thing. But it's funny, like, since you just said that to me, I can't stop thinking about it. And I took some notes. And it was just a little thing for you to give me that insight. But for me, maybe you saved me a relapse in all, in all seriousness. Yeah. Just yeah. that little no, thing no, I, yeah, that I, I did. No, and, and, and I, I, know, I know what it is. You know, and I've been, I see it. I know the whole situation you're dealing with and, you know, and why you'd think about doing that. I, I know the whole story. I know it because I've been there many, 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 many times with, with people. And, um, and, that, and that experience really helps you – I mean, what good would it be if I didn't use it? So please call me anytime. That, that sort of goes without saying. Uh, this or, is... or get a cameo from him. It's <laughs> <laughs> $198. <laughs> Hello, Hi, Amir. What's up? What's up? Um, I'm from Iran. It's actually 2.30 here. Wow. I'm a big fan. Uh, cute Federnik brother. Yeah, man. Um, Thank you, Amir. He says, yeah, so man, let me explain, man. let me explain something to Jamie. So Jamie, I do a podcast with Tom Segura and his wife over at your mom's house. Have you ever heard of your mom's house? Yes, of course. Okay. So you got to come over there and be on that podcast too. That's, it's called Dr. Drew after dark. If and you're in Austin, if you're in Austin doing a show or something, we, we tend to let me know and I'll try to schedule it up and stuff. <laughs> but, but, um, Amir is talking about that show, and that's been a lot of fun. It's very yeah, interesting. It's sort I'm of really been... enjoying yeah. every episode, Doctor Drew. It's amazing. Very kind. I just laugh my ass off every day. It's really the only way I get through my day. Oh, now okay. I have a question, yeah. um, which is: I'm 21. Mm. I'm studying veterinary medicine, DVM here, mm. and. I don't know if you know about the political situation here, but no one really wants to stay here as a student anymore. Mm. Even me, uh, my dad is a um, pathologist and my mom uh, works in the medical university here. Mm -hmm. And even with these situations, I still don't want to stay here. And I've been wondering how can I apply to, you know, U.S. or I don't know anywhere because my true uh, passion is medical science. I mm. really enjoy medical science. Since I was like 13, 14, I would watch um, different operation videos, yeah. eye operation videos. It was just, you know, absolutely my favorite thing. So, and so I just, and are, you, are you committed to veterinary science? Or are you asking how you get into medical <laughs> training here? Um, exactly. Um, so what uh, the authorities at my university told me was um, I could just uh, take a bachelor's degree in, um, I think, uh, laboratory science mm. and just apply to apply for master's um, to U.S. 
or whatever country I want to. But the problem is I'm Iranian. Now, I don't know uh, if you know a person named Trump, but that that guy's travel ban just screwed us over completely. Mm-hmm. So that point where I just I'm just confused. And what I really know is mm-hmm. I really don't want to stay here and I really don't know what to do. That's been that's been a question in my mind for, I don't know, um, two or three years now. I just really don't know. It's, uh, hold on. I Let me know, see. Man. I'm going to see if anybody knows anything on some of my streams here, if anybody has any ideas. Hold on a second. Uh, Jamie, any ideas from your camp? Oh, man, I got not really no. an area of expertise. Uh, I, I would think what, what they're telling you is the right thing. The question is, how do you get out to do it, right? Isn't that really your yeah. question? Yeah, because I think yeah, if you've got a master's in, a, in like chemistry or biology, it really, if you got a master's in any kind of chemistry or biochemistry, you'd be positioned, I would think, to apply to American medical schools then. I really think you'd be in a very good position, but you'd have yeah. to you'd have to get a green card, I guess. You'd have to come over here. And I think- It's so, you have no idea how absurd the system is here, Dr. Drew. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like no student I've known from my high school, uh, I've been with 100 people who wanted to uh, apply for a medical university. Mm. And almost like 70% of that class just went to Canada. Mm. Like nobody wants to stay here. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. Even I don't want to stay here. The economy right. is insane. Mm, I'm so sorry. Uh, I want to know I, how to pollute the economy. Yeah, can I'm, you, I'm can sorry, you I'm apply to the State much. Department or anything? Or can you can you go to the embassy and just question them and what you know what the process would be all i know is um i've been applying to i've been actually sending emails to professors um i'm actually practicing at the neuroscience lab thanks to my mom and she had connections here Mm. and uh, i've been doing research in uh nurse in the um neuroscience research facility here Mm -hmm. at shade based university and, um, you know, it's my really, my true compassion is actually to, uh, you know, I have only true, two compassions, medical uh, science and comedy. Oh. <laughs> That's why I've been listening to you <laughs> forever. So well, Jamie, Jamie's here no. to represent. But I, yeah. I, I wish I had, I wish, I wish I had some specific, so I, my thing would be, A, get that master's in biochemistry or chemistry. I think that's the right move to make. Uh, then you and and by the way, in the meantime, you know you got time here. And I, I don't, don't you think, Jamie, things are going to kind of loosen up with Iran from standpoint of travel, at least. I would think so. And I was just thinking, just hearing his voice and his passion and his unique perspective, yeah. I would immediately start doing yeah. something, some kind of content, your yeah. own original thing, because that I mean that was that was he just said something that I wasn't aware of, and I think people might want to hear that, whether it's yeah. TikTok or YouTube. There's never been a better time to kind of do your own thing. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, it just put it out there and put it up and, and just there's so many. I, I mean, literally, you hold, hold a movie studio in your hand now. It's ridiculous. It's mm-hmm. what yeah. used to require an entire small city you've got in the in your hand. But but in terms of getting over here, I, I would, it would stay towards that master's, then medical school. And but you got to find a way over here, and I I just don't know what that is. And I I would imagine the State Department or any there's still U.S. embassy in. Or go to Canada. 
Well, if he goes to Canada, I mean, that's another way to do it. But then he's got to do the foreign medical graduate thing down here and do his residency down here, which you can do. But they make that road really hard. And we, and again, hopefully not harder for Iranian students. That's really sad when you hear that, right? It's sad to hear when mm-hmm. politics get in the way of, of life, you know? For yeah, and uh, I mean, that's the one thing that everybody keeps saying over here. We, we like the Iranian people. We don't like their government. But we're making the Iranian people suffer, right? And and that's mm-hmm. that's the horrible part about the situation these days. But All right, Josh, what's going on? Hey, man, what's happening? Not much. Just want to talk about mental health. I noticed your guest talked about drug addict, um, alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it needs to be talked about every day. Um, and in this case, I kind of want to continue what you're talking about, about anisognosia. And I wanted you to, you know, to say that there is also something called the unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why we do, why we're doing the things we're doing. And I think from your point of view as an addiction person, your, per, your, your point is to stop the addiction first and then maybe later you can come to the unconscious things that are going on that would cause you to maybe have the addiction in the no, first place. No, it's the other way around. Be- because the addiction addictions occur at the very lowest level of brain, beneath the unconscious. So the unconscious serves the addiction. So one, one of the reasons I like treating addicts is you can really see all the brain operations when people are in the disease of addiction because the unconscious starts serving the motivational disturbance we call addiction. And the person will not be aware because it's the unconscious why they're thinking, saying, feeling, planning the things they are. It's the unconscious being influenced by the motivational disturbance of get that next drink or get that drug again. And so the unconscious, there's no unconscious involved in addiction. Wait, let's put it this way. It's only subconscious. There's something beneath the unconscious. It's called the sub-subconscious. And that's all addiction is at the lowest level. It's the medial forebrain bundle. It's the anterior, it's the ventral tegmental input to the shell of the nucleus accumbens. And that's at the bottom part of the brain. And it influences everything else. It's one of the reasons I, I like working with addiction, because you get to see the functions of all the other brain serving this broken motivation. Sound familiar, Jamie? Mm. Oh man, it sounds familiar. It, you know what really helped me, and I don't know. I have it's just a it's just a case study of myself. But I noticed one day that I just my whole day was trying to feel different. So I would wake up and go, I don't like this guy. I'm gonna have a coffee, and then I would go, I don't like this guy. I'm gonna be I'm gonna drink and be this other guy. And it was the moment where I said, you gotta you gotta you gotta hang out with this guy. And you got to accept like the way this person feels without trying to change it. That for me was when I right. made the biggest strides through just like journaling and exercise. If, if, if you want to feel different, there are, you know, you know, there's ways to feel different through exercise or walking or calling a friend. Right. But it was that was one big thing right. for me was trying to change the way I felt without a substance. So so one of the things about that kind of drinking is that you start wanting to feel better, Right. But yet you keep drinking even when the drinking makes you feel worse. 
And that's how you yes. know it's not about the feeling better. It's about the just getting the drink. So, so this motivational thing just takes over and has you using, even when you're like, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. Why am I feeling worse? Every I feel worse, worse, worse. More shit starts happening. I still am drinking in spite of it not working anymore. And that's that's mm -hmm. the motivational problem underneath what was a reasonable thing to begin with. I want to feel better. This makes me feel better. That That's a reasonable thing. That's how most addictions get started. People just want to be less pain, less whatever, less anxious. And then this other thing steps in that's actually a genetic thing down lower in your brain that goes, oh, really? Really? How's it feel now? <laughs> keep going. <laughs> See how that feels. Yeah. And then it doesn't work. And you want to keep using it when it doesn't work. It's, it's the difference between wanting and liking. Our brain system has has a two different uh, qualities to it. We have we have a wanting system and a liking system, right? And you like feeling better, but even when it's not making you feel better, you still want it. And that's one way of thinking about addiction. So yeah, it's kind of interesting, right? Yeah. What also makes it hard is when you're in that cycle, you end up you're perpetuate. You wake up and you feel ashamed, and you feel even more anxious. And some of that's being caused by this withdrawal. From the damn thing right. that was supposed to be helping me in the first right. place. Right. And, and, and what happens is, so this is now back to the, the deep brain stuff. The brain, the deeper motivational stuff goes, uh, don't listen to that reasonable part of your mind. Just get another drink. <laughs> just don't listen to that. Just, you'll feel, just do it. Just, you'll feel better. Go ahead. And it starts affecting your thinking and it starts affecting everything else. And so that's, you know, that's how it does its thing by taking all those other tremendous functions we have on top of those motivational systems and commandeering them to its own demand, which is do this again, do this again, do this again, which is the wanting system. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a very interesting condition. It's, very, it's not fun necessarily, but it's very, very interesting. And, and by the way, the alcohol has to work for you in the first place or you wouldn't do it. If it didn't actually right. make you feel better, you wouldn't start the whole process. It actually does, yep. but you start to learn where it goes if you if you start down that path. And then as you did on your own, which is sort of your, you did your own sort of cognitive behavioral therapy, you learn how to look at this thing that you were feeling and come up with more productive ways of managing that feeling. Like you said, exercise or something else. Yep. Oh, that hits home. Yep. <laughs> Um, somebody's asking on the, I guess the restream, what do I mean by lower in the brain? Uh, your brain is sort of built on top of itself. Uh, we have, as, as we have evolved from, from lizards, we didn't, we didn't get a new, uh, uh, there it is. There's the question. We didn't get a new brain. It's called Jacksonian evolution is we got, we've got functions on top of the older systems. And the on top of and the and we kept piling on through evolution more and more what are called higher functions, leaving us with the lower functions generally being sort of controlled by the higher functions, and and, and a healthy brain integrates all these systems. We have motivational systems, we have subconscious systems, we have higher cortical conscious cognitive functions we have interpersonal functions the orbital frontal system that gives us the capacity to sort of regulate all these different systems through our interaction with other humans it turns out so there's all these things but the lower brain is the stuff we share with lizards and it's really the part that says eat survive reproduce that's essentially all it's there to do and it gets commandeered by drugs and alcohol 
if you are genetically set up in such a way that those lower functions can get commandeered. And then survival itself starts to mean much less compared to get that next drink. And that's due to biology. That's just a biological feature of what happens. It's essentially one of the theories is that we get this second messenger in our nucleus accumbens called the cyclic AMP response element binding protein that starts to alter the genetic, genetic machinery. There's actually multiple different sort of phases that the brain goes through as you're drinking, you know, sort of as it's onlining this whole process. But I think the final pathway is that wanting system taking over, and that's the cells of the nucleus accumbens that really is, is setting the priorities for survival. And instead of survival, it becomes get the next drink. And with survival, usually some of our higher functions pile on and go, take care of your kids, do your job, get up on time, make your bed, take care of yourself. All that stuff starts to go away when these this one priority emerges in, in, in addiction. Mm -hmm. So anyway, enough of that. So That's my little primer for today. It's the only thing I can dual task at. Is what? <laughs> drinking and drinking and doing the doing the, the show is that your dual task? I think I think we it's lost you one. somewhere in the, that, the. What is it with what? It's a strange. My it's just a weird coincidence. My things to do list for today is eat, survive, reproduce. That's so weird. Yeah. Well. Good. Good. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. We uh, saw you're good at that. Four kids. <laughs> yeah. Three. Well, who knows? <laughs> yeah, how dare? Sorry. You? How how dare you? <laughs> Uh, okay. Uh, all right. Uh, thank you on Restream. I'm seeing you guys. Uh, let me go head over to, uh, Rumble. I for did want to mention something what you guys are. Yeah, go. Uh, he, he wasn't entirely joking earlier when he said his website is Rob Schneider's friend.com. If you go to Rob, oh, I, I figured, I, 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 I <laughs> figured that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, I figured there was something real in there. It was, it was, it was too, funny though. It was too uh, just so. It, like it was too on the nose, and so I figured you had to. You had to own that. Yeah, robstarsfriend.com. Um, you know, it's not the only thing he has. He has uh, when you get the redirect, you'll find a lot of other things there, like the stand-up he does with Rob and the movie he does with Rob and the uh, uh, the real Rob. I'm sure you get access to that also. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, hey. Listen, uh, th that's kind of how things work in this world anyway. So I, I'm, I'm glad you're with Rob. Rob's a great guy and he's a dear friend. I, I think I told you the, the story with his dog, did I not? I don't know. I didn't tell you? That he used to feed broccoli oh, so, to? So, okay, so here's the story. So he had, a, he had this Westshire Terrier, these beautiful little dog. He was sweet as can be. He lived here in Pasadena. He lived where we live. And so we got to be friendly and he had to go away for like two weeks or something. And so we said, oh, we'll babysit Oscar. His name was Oscar, Oscar the, the Terrier. And Rob comes over and he goes, look, this dog can only eat raw broccoli and this special organic elk meat or something that we get from the mm -hmm. Jamie ships down from Alaska. I, it was something ridiculous. It was some some something that dogs don't eat. It was it was like the, the broccoli and the this. And he's like, this dog, this is the healthiest dog in the world. And because I love him, you have to feed him this. We're like, okay, okay. Susan pushed back a little bit. Then you kind of I was like, back. broccoli. She goes, the broccoli, no way. That's not for dogs. <laughs> he goes, oh yes. But this, I mean, my dog organic broccoli, broccoli if it's cooked organic well, broccoli but not raw and, and so the, the two days in that dog gets diarrhea and just, just shits all over our house just destroys the and whole house he would sit everywhere. underneath my desk when i was working and he just had 
the most pungent farts ever uh, in the history and of Susan dog. Goes, we are feeding this dog dog food, and, the, and everything was, got better. <laughs> except for better. Rob called me, and I was like, I was like tearing up because it, the smell was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to tell him on the phone without being mean, and he got really insulted. <laughs> so he got I was making dog. fun of his dog. You did what, what he said, and the dog. So you gave him what he was supposed to eat, and that's what made. Gave him what he's supposed to get, and he gets shit everywhere with diarrhea. And we finally like switched over to dog food, and it all got better. And uh, of course, Rob got him back and switched him back to his uh, his uh, potions. And that dog died of diabetes at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. He was cute. And so we were like, Rob, what happened to Oscar? He goes, Oh, he's gone. He's gone. I'm like what? Poor Oscar. So. Um, Listen, uh, dogs, after it all. It was a cry for help. <laughs> oh, my God. I've oh, never man. smelled. Have you ever smelled dog food? It smells like a cigar. It's so strong, <laughs> and it burns your eyelashes. <laughs> so, so Jamie, I want to ask one last thing. Can can you find Real Rob somewhere? Because if people have not seen it, it is a great show. And you'll see what I mean about Rob's wife. Go ahead. Where can they find it? <laughs> you will. Yes, you can see Real Rob for a while longer on Netflix. Seasons one and two of Real okay. Rob starring Rob Snyder, okay. David Spade, Norm McDonald, Adam Sandler, and I'm in there too. I, I, I really, really recommend it. And, and keep an eye on the music that they play during the interstitials. It's just really, it's very clever. It's very fun. And if you know Rob at all, it's extra super funny because he, he's making yeah. fun of himself the whole way. And uh, it is, it is very much rob i mean that's that's sort of his mm -hmm. that, much like the oscar story i mean he could have he, that could have easily been a storyline in in the in the series had it continued so that's yep, very yep. much him that's so true like when we would get that was the great thing about writing a, a show like that when you got stuck you could go rob we need like an opening for this episode and he would go well, yeah. one time I hit a pedestrian and the police cared more about me than the pedestrian you're like okay we'll put that in yeah. like you just asked that's it, it. that's the opening Perfect. Right. All right. Well, there it is. There's the, uh, there's the, I guess the, I had not seen that uh, uh, panel for it, but okay. Check it out on Netflix. Just look up real Rob, search for it. I recommend it highly. And Jamie, hopefully I'll see you in New York. So you be around on Friday. Or are you uh, out by then? I will be at my gig in, in Greenville. So I will not be here, but I hope to right. see you again soon. That's right. Great time. Oh, I hope so you making cross, everybody we'll, laugh. We'll cross, South Carolina we'll cross paths in. Uh, if you're in, in uh, South Carolina, right go over and see Jamie. Yeah. Oh, and Greenville's a beautiful city. It's a really cool city. Are you in that? Uh, oh, you're. What club is it again? It's the Comedy Zone in Greenville, South Carolina. Comedy Zone. All right, head on in there, and uh, Jamie, see you soon. Bye, my friend. Okay, see you soon. And the rest of you. Yes. Ta-ta. We, will, we, are, we are coming back to do, we're going to do a show on Monday. Is that correct? Yeah. Maybe Friday. If I have a feeling we're not going to. Friday's looking a little busy. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Somebody on um, YouTube, Aaron yeah. Howell, said he tried thickening a spaghetti sauce with grated Brussels sprouts once. It worked, but made people gassy. Uh, Small dog got a bowl of it and farted for two days straight. Mm. Well, <laughs> All right. Go. So if you've learned anything today, don't give your dog Brussels sprouts or broccoli. <laughs> Uh, just leave it to note. carrots they like carrots yes uh this is something i've been adding to the recent episodes is this overlay here mm. it has a qr code and it also has this link uh if people go mm -hmm. to the qr code they screenshot it or if they go to you know drdrew.com slash 81 2022 it has a list of all of his upcoming shows and all the info they can need if they want to see what city he's going to be in always put all the links for each episode Great. up on the website 
And when it says notes from this episode, what what are what else is on that uh, QR uh, code? Anything that uh, that you guys mentioned during the show while the show's going, I try to add links. His, or his stuff. appearances are all on there. Got all it. his Good appearances, job, Caleb. things like that. So, like when you were talking God, with so Doctor Victor. And she would mention a, a research study. I would go and find it and put the link onto that page on the website so that people can, in the future, Excellent. whenever they're watching the show. And you can show, also find the link to Genucell right above it. Yep. So, you know, get your Genucell, everybody. All right. So we will definitely see you a week from Wednesday. No, we'll definitely see you in a week. Monday. We'll do a Monday show. We may see you on Friday. We'll Monday try. and if no we on do, Tuesday. If we do Friday, it'll either be very early or very late, I suspect. Right, Susan? Oh, yeah, it's not looking good for me either because I have to go to the Upper West Side. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, we'll try. We'll but try. you know, if we're if we're bored sitting around, okay, we'll come back okay. from from Gutfeld. But check him out on Gutfeld on Friday, and then oh, when check we get me back, out on okay. yeah, okay. we're gonna be on. You're gonna be on the Gutfeld show next Friday. Try so. it out. Try it out. And watch okay, the most hated man so on the internet. We watch Most Hated Man on the Internet. Uh, we'll watch that first episode, which we have not seen yet, to see what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, we got to so catch you can a see plane yourself on TV. right now. So we'll see you guys later. Thank you for joining us. Ask Dr. Drew is produced by Caleb Nation and Susan Pinsky. As a reminder, the discussions here are not a substitute for medical care, diagnosis, or treatment. This show is intended for educational and informational purposes only. I am a licensed physician, but I am not a replacement for your personal doctor and I am not practicing medicine here. Always remember that our understanding of medicine and science is constantly evolving. Though my opinion is based on the information that is available to me today, some of the contents of this show could be outdated in the future. Be sure to check with trusted resources in case any of the information has been updated since this was published. If you or someone you know is in immediate danger, don't call me, call 911. If you're feeling hopeless or suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. You can find more of my recommended organizations and helpful resources at drdrew.com help. Hold up. 